Are you ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again? It's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. If you're like me, all you've ever wanted your whole life was to be happy. And yet, for some reason, this thing that seems so easy, just be happy, little yellow smiley faces, and it seems like everyone else is so happy, this thing is so much more difficult than you thought it would be. I have always just wanted to be super happy. I wanted to be that girl that was smiling all the time, that had it all together, that was perfect. In fact, I based my whole life on this. When I was a little girl, I would look at teen magazines and the happy girls were on student government and they were cheerleaders and they had the cute boyfriend and they were popular and I was desperate to be like them. Maybe you had your own version of what happiness looked like. I mean, in my home, my parents have been together, happily together since the eighth grade. Yes, totally happy. And I thought, okay, if I could just grow up and maybe I'll get into eighth grade and I'll meet my husband or at least when I get to college, I'll meet my husband and I'll just have a happy life, right? Like I'll find this tall, dark, handsome guy and we'll have a big house and we'll have a dog and a couple kids and we'll be happy. And I had all of that, or almost all of that, by the time I was 24 and found myself really unhappy. I had the tall, dark hair, green eyes, chiseled cheeks, beautiful lawyer husband. We lived in a big 2,500 square foot house with this yard that was like the size of two football fields and with this beautiful golden retriever. And we made Thanksgiving dinner for families. And it was like, we looked so happy. But inside, I was so unhappy. I would cry almost every single day. My husband would say to me, what is wrong with you? We're happy. And I really thought something was wrong with me because I had everything I had ever wanted and yet I wasn't happy. What I now know years later is that this is an epidemic for us women The fact is that women are twice as likely to be depressed as men, twice as likely to be depressed as men. And a piece of that is our hormones. Look, we think that our hormones change once a month. No, our hormones are changing every single day. Our cycles don't just happen once a month. Our bodies are changing to prepare to possibly get pregnant every single day. And so our hormones are literally changing every single day. And of course, in our society, it's not so okay for our hormones to be changing, but they are. But that's only a piece of why women aren't as happy or are twice as likely to be depressed. Another is that we're still doing more housework. We, it is a lot more balanced than it used to be, but we're still doing more housework than men. And yet we're in equal numbers in the workforce. So we're in equal numbers in the workforce, but we're still doing more housework and kids still, for the most part, on average, still go to mom when things are challenging. 
And we're in equal numbers in the workforce, but we don't see as many of us as CEOs. We don't see as many of us as leaders. We don't see as many of us out there really breaking ground. And we're making less money. So all of this adds to our likelihood of becoming more depressed than men. You add on top of it that women have more body issues. My goodness, a study found that 90%, 90% of all women in the United States dislike some aspect of their bodies. And the crazy thing is that this starts from the time that we are little girls. 40% of fourth graders have been on a diet, fourth grade girls. Like this is an issue. So we have less confidence. Research also shows that we have less confidence than men. And we recently saw in the news how many women have been sexually assaulted in some way. And on top of it, that women have role confusion. There's an interesting study that came out from the University of Pennsylvania that shows that women, when we compare women today to women 30 years ago, we have so much more choice and we all want more choice. We want the choice to be able to stay at home with our kids if that's what we want. And we want the choice to rise in a career and become a CEO if that's what we want. And we want the choice to do both if that's what we want. We want choice. And yet, when we look at our counterparts 30 years ago, they were statistically happier than we were. So they had less choice, but they they were happier. And this research study that came out of the University of Pennsylvania asked women, would you rather trade places with the women of 30 years ago to be happier? And of course, the answer was no, we don't want less choice. We don't want less choice. We want to be happy as we are. We want to be happy with the choices we have. We want to be rewarded for all that we do. We want to live life on our terms. And this mass epidemic of women unhappiness, women depression is ridiculous and it has to end. And that is what this podcast is all about. This podcast is about how we take control of our own happiness, how you can take control of your happiness and live the life that you want. I have been on my own journey with this and my life now is dedicated to helping you and every single woman alive get control of your own happiness, learn the tools, get in touch with your heart, live according to your heart, according to your soul, and really feel finally alive and free. And this is for women who are like me. Look, this is not easy for me. I am a woman's empowerment coach with a master's degree in the science of happiness from the University of Pennsylvania, so from an Ivy League school, and I will tell you my story in a few minutes. But I struggle with happiness myself. You know, hard stuff happens. Hard stuff happens to all of us. I've had two miscarriages, and they were gut-wrenchingly painful. I've been abused, physically abused, by my first love in high school. I was divorced at a young age. (laughs) I've been robbed at gunpoint. I've had a lot of things happen to me, and you've had a lot of things probably happen to you too, right? We all deal with loss. We all deal with grieving. We all deal with life not unfolding in the way that we want it to. And that's why here on this podcast, where it's all about how do we get control of our happiness, how do we create life on our terms, we're going to get real. We're going to get real here because the only way to true happiness for us as women is to be real about our lives. And the fact is that too many women are trying to be perfect. Too many women are trying to pretend that they have it all together and they're well balancing their career and they're well balancing their kids and their kids are only happy on vacation and they're going to show that to you on Facebook and Instagram. And they're trying to be perfect and trying to pretend that they have it all together. And it's, it's a lie. It's bullshit. 
and it's not working. So fakeness, pretending is not allowed here on this podcast, and it's not allowed here in our community, our community that we're going to build here. We are going to build a community of women who take a stand for our heart and our soul and what is true for us. We're going to build a community of women who have felt stuck or lost or like something is missing and have taken it upon themselves, have taken radical self-responsibility to create the lives that they want. We're going to take a stand as women that we speak our voices. No more being the, the bitch or the good girl who just goes along with things. We're going to learn how to be assertive here. We're going to take a stand for women who listen to their dreams inside of themselves and they go for their dreams even if other people tell them that's crazy it's irresponsible it's stupid how can you do that and believe me i've heard all of it with following this career this podcast is for us it's for us it's for myself too like i am a an expert in the science of positive psychology the science of happiness i have been a media expert for years on this topic. I coach women. I speak to thousands of women every year and I struggle too. So I am here talking about topics that matter to me, matter to my girlfriends, matter to my soul sisters, matter to my clients and matter to all of us. This podcast is for us women who have felt stuck and lost and are tired of feeling stuck and lost. It is for those of us who have felt overwhelmed by life and are tired of feeling tired, tired of feeling overwhelmed. This is for women who know that there has to be more to life, that there is more to life. This is for women. This is for those of us who know that we are here for something. Like, we don't know what it is, but we are here for something. There is some greater purpose, some way that we can contribute to the world, some way that's going to bring us alive and excited. And we want a life that is meaningful. We want a life that is fun. We want a life that is fully alive. That is what we're here to do. And I cannot wait to do it with you. I cannot wait to do it with you. I have been on this path from perfect to purpose for many, many, many years. As I said, when I was a little girl, all I wanted was that like perfect life. I used to imagine my wedding, right? The big, huge ball gown and like the big veil and my beautiful husband. And I mean, I pictured all this as a little girl. Maybe you can relate, maybe not. But that was like, as a little girl, I just knew what I wanted. And so I created it, you know, by the time I was 24, like I said, I had the beautiful husband and the big house and the golden retriever. And yet I cried all the time. In fact, my time to cry was when our dog needed to go for a walk because my husband would get so tired of me crying and I don't blame him. So if I could cry while I was taking our dog for a walk, then he didn't know. And I remember one day I was in the shower and I was probably 25 years old at this point. And I'm in my master bathroom shower and there's hot water coming down. I can feel it over my cheeks and I can feel it over my shoulders. And I feel this tears stinging my eyes and the water is mixing with the tears. And I said, I guess that this is it. I guess that this is all there is to life. And some other voice, I don't even know what that voice was, but some other voice spoke up to me and she was strong and she was calm and she was clear. And she said, oh no, oh no, honey, there is much more. And I felt like a little girl for a moment. I, I, I said to this voice, there is, 
And that voice said, oh yes, honey, there is. And I felt a moment of relief, a moment of hope. And I went back to bed, I, I got out of the shower, I, I toweled off, I dried off and I went to bed. And I remember the next day thinking the word divorce. And it was scary as fuck, I'll just say it, it was scary. I mean, I was 25 years old and thinking about divorce already. I'd only been married a couple of years. But that word gave me this mix of hope and relief and fear and dread and shame all at the same time. And I will do an episode specifically on divorce. Maybe I'll do 10 episodes on divorce. There's a lot to learn here for a lot for all of us. But what I ultimately did was get a divorce from my husband at 26 years old. And I began my journey at 26 to say, well, if that didn't make me happy, what would? You know, if the perfect life, the perfect husband, the perfect house, the perfect dog, the perfect career, you know, at that point I was a budding marketing executive. I was making as much as my husband, even though he was a lawyer and I was two years younger. Like my life looked so together, ladies. It looked so together. And I thought, well, if that didn't make me happy, what would? And I started my own journey to learn what is happiness? What is it for me? And pretty soon into, pretty soon after my divorce, pretty soon into my journey, I ended up bumping into a mentor of mine from high school. It was a Saturday morning and my, um, it was my grandfather's birthday and he always went to synagogue. I'm a Jewish girl, you'll figure this out on, on the podcast. And it was a Saturday morning and he always went to synagogue. And of course I never went to synagogue. But I was feeling like such a loser being newly divorced. And of course, all my girlfriends at 26 were getting married or thinking about having kids and getting engaged. And so on this Saturday morning, I thought, well, I'll go visit grandpa. It's his birthday and he'll be at synagogue. And I walk into synagogue and there in the row behind him, I see this head of beautiful brown curls, like tight, tight, tight curls. And I instantly, it's like I knew those curls. I instantly knew that is Ida, my old advisor, my old mentor from high school. I'd been really involved in a youth group in high school and she was our adult advisor. And I ran up to her and I gave her a huge hug. And of course I started crying and I pull her out in the hallway and tell her, oh my God, I'm a failure. I'm getting a divorce. I'm such a loser. And she said to me, Karen, go volunteer, go volunteer. And she said, call the youth group, like the youth group I had been in when I was in high school, call the youth group and tomorrow volunteer to be with them. And so I did. And the next thing you know, I am working with 40 high school girls. And I don't know about you, love, but when I was in high school, oh my goodness, I, I told you all I wanted was to be popular. I, I was the cheerleader. I was in student government, but I was so not popular. I would constantly like wonder why I wasn't pretty enough for the boys to date me and why I wasn't good enough for the popular girls to like me. And, you know, so I had like all these issues <laughs> and here I was with these 40 high school girls who were just like me. They were so excited about the future. They had so much hope, so much optimism about where they were going to go to college and what they were going to do and what their lives were going to be like. And so excited about, you know, possible future love or romance and having kids. And at the same time, so many of them were so self-deprecating. You know, several of them felt fat, even though <laughs> they had these beautiful, beautiful figures. Several of them felt not good enough. 
not smart enough, not as smart as their older brother, not as good as their older sister. They felt not creative enough. They felt not talented enough. You name it. And it's pretty much every enough that I have felt in my life, my clients have felt in their lives, maybe you have felt in your life. Several of them had eating disorders. One of them, after every meal, she would go throw up and I started to notice it. And so I started talking to her about it and I ended up getting her together with her mom and being this intermediary between her and her mom because she was harming her body so much, her young body so much by throwing up every meal because she felt not good enough. So, so many of them, several of them had eating disorders. So many of them felt not good enough. And here I was with them and I only saw them as perfect. Every single one of them was perfect in their uniqueness. And what they felt was awful about them because they were different, I thought was wonderful and special and fabulous about them. And I could look at a girl and I could say, oh my God, Jennifer, don't you realize you are so creative and everyone comes to you for creativity and everyone wants you to make the posters and like lift her up along her strengths. And I could see in each one of these girls who she really, really was and be able to say to her, let's forget about everybody else and you focus on you and you are amazing and let's get you living true to yourself no matter what your parents want for you, no matter what anyone else says. And I fell in love with lifting every single one of them up. It was like the greatest glass of wine I'd ever had. I'm like, what is this feeling? This is so awesome. I loved being their cheerleader. And I suddenly realized, oh my God, this is purpose. Like this is the happiest I have ever been. Being with these girls is the happiest I have ever been. This is real happiness. And so then I went on a pursuit of saying, well, how do I turn this into a career? And on this podcast, we are going to talk about purpose. We are going to talk about how to have the career you want. We are going to talk about marriage and divorce. And we are going to talk about how to figure out all of that in your life. I'll just say right here that it was, I could not figure out how to turn this into a career. I thought, well, maybe this meant I wanted to be a high school teacher. And so I went to talk to a couple of graduate schools and teaching and they said, well, what do you want to teach? English or math? And I said, self-love, you know, like I don't want to teach math. No, I want to teach self-love. So then I thought, well, okay, not being a teacher, maybe I want to work like for the youth group itself. And I went to talk to the people who work for the youth group and they were like, oh, we do a lot of fundraising. We talk to a lot of parents. And I thought, yuck, I don't want to do that. I just wanted to empower young women. I just wanted to empower women. I mean, interestingly enough, at the exact same time, since all my friends were getting married or were getting engaged, I had no friends who could understand what I was going through as a young divorced woman. And so I started searching online. You have to understand, this is almost 20 years ago. There were no blogs. I mean, the the stuff didn't exist. There were no life coaches. So at 20 years ago, I'm looking online and I find this message board as part of iVillage.com. And it was for divorced, it was called Divorced and Under 30. So I start reading these women's stories of these women who are divorced and under 30 and Some of them were just like me. Some weren't. They got married really young at 18 and divorced by 19. But some were just like me, that they pursued this perfect life. And they found themselves with everything that they'd ever wanted by the time they were 26 or 27 and were so unhappy. And so I started reading their stories. And then I posted my own story. And I received this amazing response of women who told me I was going to be okay and that I could live through it. And there was light at the end of the tunnel. And the next thing you know, I'm responding to every single one of their stories and telling them that they'll be okay and telling them that there's light at the end of the tunnel. 
And before you know it, they made me the leader of the board. And here I am. So I'm a youth group advisor empowering these young girls and feeling so alive doing it, loving every second. Uh, And then I'm this leader of this message board online for young divorced women and feeling so alive, encouraging and cheerleading them. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the happiest I've ever been. I want to do this with my life. And I could not figure out how. I had never heard of life coaching. People would say, you want to be Oprah? I'm like, I do want to be Oprah. (laughs) But how do you become Oprah? That was like, I had no concept of it at the time. There was no YouTube. And so I actually ended up um, giving up. I decided I would go back to relationships uh, with guys that were just like my first husband, another lawyer, another BMW, another breakup. I ended up on heavy depression medication where I went to a psychiatrist every month begging and begging and begging for more medication saying it wasn't working until after about a year I said to her I I must be bipolar I'm so depressed and I should also mention that around that same time I got shingles I was 34 years old and I got shingles Shingles is an auto, it's an immune disease where your immune system is low. And the only reason for my immune system to be low is because I was so stressed out because I was so unhappy. So there I am with shingles on tons of medication, begging a psychiatrist for more medication to make me happy already. And my psychiatrist said to me, she puts her pen down on her pad of paper and closes her, her pad of paper on her lap and says to me, Karen, you don't need medication. You don't need more medication. You're not bipolar. You have all these dreams that you talk about and you have never pursued any of them. Bam. (laughs) She says this to me, my heart drops, and I instantly know that she is right. And I left her office and I made a commitment to myself that I was going to start listening to my heart. I was going to start following my dreams. I was going to start doing what, whatever was going to light me up, even if it didn't make sense to other people, even if I was afraid. So I went home and I made a list of everything I had regretted in life. Things like not going abroad in college because I was basically married to my husband at the time. I made a list of things I was jealous of other women for, like, why does Rebecca get to live in New York and work for a magazine? I made this list, and then I said, okay, well, this is indi- this is what I want. This is an indication of everything I want. If I'm jealous of another woman for having it, then that must indicate that there's some aspect of it that I want that would make me happy. And if I am regretting something from the past, this indicates there's something in there that I want now. And so even if it doesn't look exactly the same, I can't go back and do a semester abroad. Maybe I can, I don't know. But you know, what I could do is I could go travel for a little while by myself to the country I wanted to go to. So one by one, I started fulfilling everything that was in my heart until one day I still had not pursued this dream career of mine. And I went on a bad blind date. (laughs) We'll talk about blind dates here too. We're going to talk about a lot. And it was awful. And I'm leaving the bar 
walking home a block to my apartment. I'm living in Cleveland, Ohio at the time. And I'm talking to my sister who is living in California. And I'm telling her, oh my God, he was so awful. It was the worst date. Ha ha ha. And we're laughing hysterically. And I go to put my key in the condo door. And the next thing I feel, there is hot breath on my neck. And I turn around and I am nose to nose with this young man who had these sad, dark, brown saucer eyes. They were huge and sad. And he looked so scared. And I said to him, are are you going inside? You know, I thought maybe he was going to visit a friend or an aunt or something. And he looks at my, he looks at me. He stares into my eyes for like an extra second. And then he looks down at my belly and boom, he pulls a gun. Now I'm on the floor and my hands are over my head and I'm screaming, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me. And in that moment, like my life, like if people talk about it and I had never had it before, but my life certainly flashed before my eyes, quote unquote. I saw myself at my bat mitzvah. I could see my grandparents smiling from when I was 13 years old and I could see my, you know, eighth birthday party and we went diving for pennies in the pool and I even could picture, I saw my funeral for a moment. My ex-husband was there and I had all these moments and so I say to God, okay, God, thank you. It's been a good life. Tell my parents, thank you. Tell them I love you. And then that voice spoke again, the one from the shower and said to me, Oh, no, Karen. You were put on this earth for purpose, and women need you. And so in that moment, I said to God, if you let me live, I promise I will pursue my purpose. And in that moment, the man took my purse, and he ran. And there I was shaking alone, in the vestibule of my condo building. My life had just been saved and I had just made a commitment to purpose. That was eight years ago. And in that time, I left my corporate job. I had been at the time a vice president of marketing making good six figures. I owned a boat, I owned a house all in Cleveland, and I had mentors. I was very well known in the Cleveland community, and I left it all to pursue this dream. I went back, I got my master's degree in the science of happiness called positive psychology, which we are going to talk a lot about. I got my master's in positive psychology from the University of Pennsylvania. I moved across the country. I became a poor grad student at 36. My dad said to me, that is the stupidest decision I have ever heard. He said it to me out of love. Of course, I was crying when he said it because I was scared. And I'll tell you, it turned out to be the best decision I have ever made. Because since that time, I have met the love of my life, my current husband. I did move to New York and pursue that dream. I ended up on international radio As a media expert in this, I have coached thousands of women to become happier in life, to know your purpose, to go for it. And now here I am with this podcast and so much more. So here's what I can tell you, my love. I am here for purpose. Living my purpose lights me up like nothing else. 
makes me feel alive. It makes me feel juiced. It makes me feel excited. I am here for purpose and it makes me happy. And you are here for purpose too. I promise that. And I promise that together we're going to get to the heart of what is making your life feel so unhappy. What is making you feel stuck? What is making you feel lost? What is making you feel like something is missing? And I'm going to give you the tools And those tools might be skills that I teach you from positive psychology. Those tools might be guest experts that I bring on, experts in the science of happiness, experts in self-doubt and self-confidence, experts in sisterhood, experts in body, loving your body, experts in self-love. So it might be experts, it might be skills, might be stories, my stories, client stories, women who... I have worked with and are now out there living their purpose and feeling happier, we are going to give you the skills. We're going to give you the tools so that you can create your own life of happiness. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. It's going to look different for you than it does for me. And there's going to be a common thread here. It's going to be all about listening to your heart, knowing what your heart wants, what your soul needs. It's going to be all about garnering the courage. You have courage inside of you. Maybe you don't realize it, but we're going to get that courage kind of out of wherever it's stuck in your body. And we're going to bring it into full force for you to speak your voice about what you need and want. We're going to bring that courage out for you to take risks, small steps, big steps toward going after dreams, toward pursuing what is in your heart and soul. We're going to give you the tools to actually create purpose path and plan forward. We're going to do this together because if there is anything that I have learned in my years of doing this, it is that the way that women are going to heal and we're going to soar and we're going to live our happiest lives, we're going to thrive, we're going to flourish, is that we're going to do it together. I went from coaching individuals, and I still occasionally coach individuals, but I do a lot more groups now because what happens in a group of women is that we support each other in being our best selves. We support each other and we say, I see you and I know you're capable of more than you think you are. So that is my promise to you, that me and guests that I have on this podcast and tools that I give you, we are in this together. And this is all about you becoming your happiest self, you becoming your most fulfilled self, you becoming your most flourishing, thriving self. And the reason that this is so critical, well, first of all, I want you to be happier. But second of all, like the world needs you. Okay. Like the world needs us now. The world has never been as messed up as it is right now. And the way the world is going to heal is through each and every one of us women stepping into our power and living true to ourselves and being a radiant light. That's how it's gonna happen. Because we do manage most of the household tasks. Because we do have kids still looking at us. Because women inherently have this innate ability to be compassionate and to be loving and to be passionate. On this podcast, we're gonna talk about fierce, the fierce feminine. Women are inherently creative. Women create, think about our wombs, whether you ever have children or don't. Women are inherently passionate. Maybe you have are so far forgotten from your passion, you feel dull inside. Well, we're going to ignite that back up because that is feminine. 
We're going to bring about that fierce warrior in you. Every woman has it in her to lift the car if her kid is under it. So you have that fierce feminine warrior in you too. We're going to find your voice. We're going to hear you roar and we're going to do it together. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We've got a lot of exciting things coming up. I'm so glad that you're with me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for being part of of our community. And I want to leave you with a couple of purpose power tips that I will leave you with at the end of every podcast episode. Purpose power tip one, know yourself. Every single one of us is different. But the formula for happiness that we have been given is the same. We've all been told by Teen Magazine, Cosmopolitan, Ladies Home Journal, whatever it might be, we've all been told that happiness looks a certain way. And so any part of us that we have known that didn't fit that mold, we tend to put aside, we tend to hide, we tend to walk away from. So much so that you might not even know what those aspects of you are. So number one purpose power tip is I want you to start getting to know yourself. One of my clients had been so stuck for so long, more than 20 years when she and I started working together and simply by digging into when she has ever felt happy in her life. She remembered from years and years and years ago that she loved painting, but she didn't ever pursue painting because she kept seeing commercials as a kid for starving artists. So that was out. I said to her, let's forget about if you're going to make money painting. Let's just get you a paintbrush in your hand. My goodness, this woman now is, a b- <laughs> she not only started painting, but she dedicates two hours a weekend to it. Even though she has a child and she has a wife, she said, "This I need this space. I need this time. She became courageous and asked her partner to turn the spare bedroom into a painting studio. And she's painting these gorgeous pieces. And most importantly, she feels happy. So number one is you have to know yourself. Commit right now that you are going to start digging into when have I been happy? Purpose power tip two is I want you to define happiness for you. Every single one of us has a different definition. And I don't mean defining happiness like, well, it would be being married to this great guy. It would be No, what does the word mean? So I'm going to leave you with this purpose power tip said another way. One year from today, how do you want to feel about your life? One year from today, how do you want to feel about your life? How do you want to feel about yourself? And that answer is the most important thing for you to know right now. Because if you're aware of how you want to feel in life, do you want to feel excited or do you want to feel at peace? Do you want to feel alive? Do you want to feel unstuck? then that gives us a place to start because we can say, what does that mean to you? What does fulfilled mean to you? What does alive mean to you? And we can start from now and every episode going forward, start to get you on your path to living that. So those are the two things I want walking away with. Do those purpose power tips and you will start being instantly happier just by doing them. So with that, thank you for listening to my first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you go ahead and rate this podcast because that's how we're going to get a lot more women in our community listening. And so rate this podcast and let's create a whole movement. 
Let's create a movement for women to get happier now because we deserve it. My goodness, woman, we deserve it. After everything we do, we deserve it. So you have been listening to Karen Rockind. May you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now.